WSS 93.9 FM, The Alternative, and streaming at kwss.org. That was more local music requests from Ryan Clark, who's here with me today. New Chums, and come on, come on. One of your new favorites, right? I do, I do. I love yeah. me some new chums. Yeah, they are great. Um, yeah, I have not heard their whole EP yet. I'm so sorry, you guys, if you're listening. I'm plugging it, guys. I really am. <laughs> yes, he has been. So we've been playing some of the some of Ryan's favorite local bands as well. And Ryan here, if you just got here, he's joining me today. Ryan Clark, author, music lover, take some photos. You do some photos, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's usually really stealth. It took a while before I even met you at a show. Yeah. Because you just kind of keep to yourself. Yeah, I'm kind of like the gargoyle in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then finally you came up and you're like, hi, I'm Ryan. I'm like, Ryan! <laughs> like, I've known you for years. It's so funny. But he has a new book out called Spirits of Jerome. And a little later on in the hour, we will talk uh, more about the book itself. But Ryan, I wanted to get a little background about you. Um, how, I mean, how long have you been, how long have you been writing? Officially almost 10 years. My first novel came out in 2000, well, 2000. Let's see, I think it got officially published in 2009. Okay. So yeah, eight years. Okay. Um, that was called Grave Whispers. It came out on a very small, um, very small independent publishing press. But in my little mind, it was, <laughs> you have a publishing press. That's a big deal. And, um, and you're not doing it yourself. And so <laughs> it, it came out and it, I learned an awful lot. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I learned an awful lot from a failed experience. So that's how it goes. Right. It, <laughs> it did take me to the horror convention, the World Horror Convention that year, which was in Baltimore, which nice. was fascinating, which was the first convention I'd ever even been to. I'd never even been to a Comic-Con. Conventions so are I crazy. Had, I had no idea what to expect. 
and actually the article that's going on online right now is there's a lot about this in there, but I go in there almost with this sense of I've arrived. If you you build it, they will come. And you know, like, so I, I just kind of expected the people to show up and instead you're, you're much more of a salesman in a, in a, in a sea of salesmen. Mm -hmm. And, um, we talked a little bit about my shyness. So it, yeah. It, it was not at all what I was... It was probably a little overwhelming. What I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very different. But I learned a lot, made a lot of great connections. The book did not stay in print, so it, you can find it. I've had people <laughs> I've had people send me screenshots, and they're like, oh my God, Ryan, your book is $300 on Amazon. And Well, it's $300 on Amazon because there's only about 270 of them yeah. in the world. And if you got assigned one, you're lucky, and now it's out of print. Right. And so... You know, people think they can make money on it, you know, more power to them. <laughs> Too funny. So your your genre of choice is more of the supernatural horror mystery, that kind of, um, those genres yes. there. Uh, what is your, what's your draw to, to that genre? I know, loaded question. It, it is. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to quote Stephen King because he's better than me. But at, <laughs> at one point, Stephen King said that people write horror stories to deal with the, the troubling things in the real, in their real lives. And I don't want to, I don't spend a lot of time wanting to go into that in depth, but the the bottom line is the human experience in general is full of horrific things. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the metaphors that works to deal with some of those issues is scary tales in general. They, they fit the, they fit the niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do not like the new realm of horror. Like I don't just throw buckets of blood at you. Okay. Um, that's that's not that's not my thing. In fact, right. one of the reviews on my first book was this guy can conjure up a death scene like Clive Barker. The problem is is that you have to wait eighty five pages to get to one, <laughs> and and that went, and it was a fair review. Like I don't fill the pages with hey more blood and guts. Right. I'm much more of an Alfred Hitchcocky. Um, a, a, a local guy in Jerome compared me to Dave and Cronenberg and the fly. So I was like, ah, that's rad. I was like, I'll take praise. it. I was yeah. like, I'll take, I'll take Cronenberg all day. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, that's kind of my flavor. I loved the X-Files. So I know you're a supernatural fan. My, <laughs> my first motorcycle license plate was XPHLE. So it was nice. like X-File, like the disease. So I understand the draw. That's so great. No, and it, it shows in your book, you talk about how you, it's kind of a slow burn. To get to it. And even in your, you know, the, this book, Spirits of Jerome, is a compilation of short stories. Uh, but even in each one, you're reading the story and you're like, when's it going to happen? When's right. it going to happen? And, and it's just like, oh, there it is. Right. Sometimes so. it's a slow punch. In fact, Kevin, yeah. my friend Kevin and I, who I'm interviewing all week on my, on my, on Keith the Reese Side Down, have been talking about our early work. His specifically is like, I'm now going to write a horror story. And, <laughs> I am now going to scare you. And <laughs> it is very hard to write horror stories that way because mm-hmm. like anything else, you get desensitized to something that you see and hear often. And so if I go see every horror movie that comes out, eventually it gets very, very hard to scare me. Mm-hmm. And I remember once when I, I was, I was trying to figure out if my book was scary okay. <laughs> and I, I was re- and it didn't scare me because I wrote it. <laughs> right. And so I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll go back and I will reread Stephen King's it, which is, my most terrifying experience. I'm in reading literature. it again now. <laughs> and when I went to read back, it's not that I don't like it, but it did not scare me at all. Okay. And so I sat back going, okay, that's just something naturally that happens, you know? And, and so you don't always have a sense of whether or not what you're writing is scary. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, you I can, know. I can sort of relate because I've definitely become desensitized to a lot sure. of horror over the years since it is my genre. And I love everything from the slow burn and the suspenseful to Throw buckets of blood at it. Right. I, I, I'm all across the board on that one. So, right. you know, I'm probably one of like, one of one people who love the Saw series. Oh, a Saw 1. Saw 1 is fantastic. Saw, <laughs> yeah, Saw 1, one is, is fantastic. Great. It all goes downhill from there. <laughs> I love Saw 1. But I love just binge watching all of them at once. I mean, just having a marathon. I, I'm go. weird. I'm. <laughs> My friend Kevin Lucia loves Supernatural like you. So oh, you, yes. You, you, have that a, you have a one up. Well, there we go. There we go. But no, but I also love like we just got together a group of my friends and I and just watched Psycho. Oh, yeah. And that's slow burn film. I yes. mean, classic Hitchcock yes. there. And it was just so much. It, it was so refreshing because you don't get buckets of blood. You know, back in that time, they couldn't do buckets of blood. <laughs> well, it, when it just, I, I probably am blattering, but no, one of the, one of the stories in the book, the, um, beneath Cleopatra Hill was specifically my reference to Hitchcock. Nice. That was, that story is, um, a lot of lighting. 
it's a, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of shadows on the wall. It's a lot of playing in the younger brother's mind what those shadows on the wall mean. And I, one of the things I love about Hitchcock is it's all black and white, mm-hmm. or so much of it is black and right. white. And so they, the way he uses shadows and angles is just like a forgotten art anymore. Yeah. And trying to do that in a story was the whole point of that particular story. Nice, nice. Well, we're going to talk about some of these stories coming up, though. So definitely, I want to hear about this, and I can tell you what my favorite story is. Yay! Because I do have a favorite. <laughs> So we have to take a break right now. Uh, plenty more are coming up here with Ryan Clark, and we're going to talk about his book, specifically Spirits of Jerome. I also want to throw in that he has a meet and greet happening this Friday at Changing Hands Bookstore, the, the one in Tempe on Guadalupe and McClintock. So if you want to go and pick up a copy of the book and meet Ryan and talk some ghost stories with him, he will be there starting at 7 o'clock on Friday. I'll be at Apache Lake, so, you know, I won't be there. I but but I want everyone who doesn't go to Apache Lake on Friday or if at all. If you're not going to be at Apache Lake. That's where you should go. That's where you should go. Definitely. So, all right, we're going to take a short break right now, get back to a little more music, and then more with Ryan coming up right here on 93.9 FM, KWSS. KWSS, 93.9 FM, The Alternative, and streaming at KWSS.org, and also with the TuneIn app. Danny Cutler here, still hanging out with Ryan Clark. Should I just call you Ryan Clark, author? Sure. Extraordinary. (laughs) Author extraordinary. (laughs) Yes. His new book is Spirits of Jerome. If you just got here, I did save audio from today. So I'll be putting some highlights up in the podcast feed later on and sharing that over on our social media. Um, some great background on, uh, on Ryan and and how he became a writer and the, the genre, the genre that he chose. And so good conversation so far. I love having you here. Yeah. I'm having a blast. So, so much fun. So let's talk about the book. The book is Spirits of Jerome and it is a compilation of short stories. How many stories are in the book? There's 10 stories in the book. Okay. Um, the, well, first of all, the, the if you hang out in, in Jerome at all, everybody up there who lives there mm-hmm. is a pseudo-historian on the place. Yeah. And anybody who writes books on the place considers themselves a pseudo-historian on the place. <laughs> and so it was easier in a lot of ways to make, one, I love fiction, mm-hmm. and two, it, it by being able to come right out and say, folks, this is a book of fiction, you're not dealing with any of the people immediately questioning the factual basis of what it is that you're <laughs> which saying. Which can be very which tough. Is, which is why Stephen King writes about a fictitious town. Right. Like, that's why you do it. You, set it, in, you set it in a place that people are familiar with, but you take some poetic license, and, right. and that's what I did. So why did you... What, what What's your connection to Northern Arizona and Jerome specifically? I'm I'm from Arizona. I'm one of those elusive Arizona natives. I don't come from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Tucson. I've spent time living pretty much all over. Um, I was a high school teacher for seven years in Pine Top. Oh. Um, and a lot of my literature background comes from being a teacher. I, t- I taught at a Northland Pioneer Community College, Night English 101 and 102 for a couple of those years as well. Okay. And... Um, Jerome specifically, I've never lived there. In fact, it's the first question that people ask. They're like, oh, you must live in Jerome. And I'm like, no, I'm kind of a Jerome wannabe. I, I want to live in Jerome. They don't have a Costco. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm stuck. But I, Jerome is my happy place. Um, writer's block is something that all artists struggle with. And there can be a time when I'm sitting there going, I'm pounding my head against the wall. I don't, I haven't done anything creative in a while. If I take a day off, cruise my bike up to Jerome, I always leave that place with an accomplished product. And I can't really explain it more than that's where the muse lives. That makes for sense. Me. And so it just, over time and staying there as much as I've stayed there, I wrote 90, 90% of the book plugged into the Spirit Room jukebox. Nice. Um, I'm seen as a local by, by most. They don't, may not know me by name. They know the bike for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are starting to say, you know, hey, hey, welcome back. Or, you know, the bartenders <laughs> know you. And that's a really cool feeling. Um, but I think a lot of that was, was possible because I spent so much time investing into the community Mm -hmm. before the product was actually, you know, completed. So how did the inspiration come? I mean, besides just Jerome, where did the inspiration strike you to actually start putting these stories together or was it just ongoing over the years? No, that's, no, that's a really good question. Um, with the, with the first book that came out, which we talked about a little bit earlier, it, it was just a massively, uh, ambitious (laughs) project and it it really didn't have a whole lot of possibilities to succeed Mm -hmm. 
when I started to approach this process, Spirits of Jerome started as a novel idea called um, Into the Netherworld with the Ghost of Jack Wolf. Okay. And Jack Wolf is actually the character in the first story. And he gives you a sense of what is this refugee going on? What What is he talking about? Why can't he remember his life? I love Stephen King, and I love how you can read a whole bunch of different things of Stephen King, and there's little snippets of one thing that'll feed into yes. another. I'm still a relatively ambitious guy, so I'd like to think that that book will see the light of day sometime, and people will go, ding, 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 look, at there's all these connections with his other stuff. So that groundwork is there. The popularity just needs to catch up to it. Um, other than that, Jerome itself, my wife and I got engaged there. I had her ring made, custom made there by a local artist. Um, one of the things that's a bit of a downside, but it has a huge silver lining to being divorced parents, is that we only have our kids every other week. Mm-hmm. Most married couples don't have a chance every other week to have no kids. And so, yeah, there's there's Christmases that we don't have children, and that sucks. But we can also go spend the Christmas in Jerome, yeah. and most people can't do that. Right. And so that there's always been this sense of where Jerome really started to pull in us in as a couple. The other thing, and the last thing I'll reference, because I'm sure we're <laughs> You're the fine. End of the song. Just, I'll let you know. <laughs> Steve, Stephen Ashbrook and I, he wrote the foreword to the book. And going back to our mutual love of music, I was very, very involved in the local music scene in the 90s. Um, Gin Blossoms were coming out. Stephen Ashbrook was still playing the sat- satellite. Peacemakers were just reformulating after um, refreshments. Mm-hmm. You know, Dead Hot Workshop was still playing all over the place. You, you had a lot of Pistol Arrows. They're still yeah. going. They just played yeah. at the Spirit Room this last weekend, actually. Yeah, they have a new album coming um, out. So, I mean, that, a lot of those bands were really, really moving hard in the in the Tempe music scene. Then I became a teacher. I graduated from ASU and off I went living in rural Arizona. And so I really lost track of everybody on a local scene unless mm-hmm. I was already following them and following their music. Stephen Ashbrook's one I never lost track of. And he used to play the Spirit Room about six to seven times a year. He still plays it once or twice and he'll still sell out the whole town every time he does. So he was the first one I wanted to approach. I was like, Hey, I, I really want you to write the forward to this book. And he goes, Well, what do you want me to talk about? You know, and I, I said the book is more about like why that place has the pool on artists that it does, mm-hmm. and I can't think of anybody else that could tell that story as a forward to why I'm telling that story than you. Nice. And he was, he actually was flattered, and it scared me because I was scared to death to even talk to him. And um, I was like, "You're famous," and um, so I still like, get that way too. So, I totally understand. But it, but yeah, it was awesome. He was like, "I can't believe you even thought about it," and I, and I was like, "Yeah, man, like why wouldn't I?" And he goes, "I well, I get a chance to write myself into the history of that town, which was." Like the coolest thing anybody could have said. So very cool. Yeah. So that's that's where the the music connection to Spirits of Jerome comes from, and that kind of um, ongoing relationship with the town has been something my wife and I have been doing for fifteen years. Oh, that's so it so just wonderful. made sense as like this is the town that if I'm going to do this Arizona thing, which I'll get to eventually. Yeah. But if I'm going to do this Arizona thing, Jerome is the one that should be the the first one. Nice. That's really nice. So your hearts are already there. You might say your spirits are in Jerome. Yes, absolutely. Already. My spirit has always been in Jerome. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I, it, very much so. so I, I, I love it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, we're definitely going to have to talk more about that. Uh, we have to wrap up this hour, though. Oh, I have to cut in for music. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is not so bad. Make really. way for music. Yes, make way for music because we do have to get back to it. And the 11 o'clock local is coming up featuring Aunt B, who are performing at Apache Lake Music Festival. And we're going to have our drawing for those weekend passes and plenty more with, with Ryan Clark here talking about his book, Spirits of Jerome. And if you want to learn more about it, go to the meet and greet at Changing Hands Bookstore. Friday, get a copy of the book, Meet Ryan. Just awesome stuff. So we're going to have more with him coming up. 93.9 FM, KWSS. The Alternative, 93.9 FM, KWSS. That was Night Terrors of 1927 and When You Were Mine. And we had the Cribs kicking off this 11 o'clock hour for us with Men's Needs. Danny Cutler here. Hi, guys. I'm hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. Hope you're having an awesome Wednesday. If you just got here, well, you missed a great hour because my guest today is still hanging out in the studio, Ryan Clark, the author of Spirits of Jerome. Hope you're having a good time, Ryan. Absolutely. Oh, I'm having a great time. Good. Actually. Me too. I am, I am so loving our conversation. <laughs> As you know, I'm a big, I'm a big horror book, horror movie. The horror genre 
is is my thing. So I'm really enjoying picking your brain about yeah. the book and and Jerome in general, which is you know isn't it the the most haunted town in America or something like that? You, you know what? It's interesting. I was just in Bisbee last week, <laughs> uh-huh. and they have a sign proclaiming that they're the most haunted town. Oh, really? In Arizona. So there there might be a Jerome and Bisbee feud Ooh. building. We're gonna have to get all um, the ghosts and spirits together. But I, to I, I don't have a book coming out about Bisbee. <laughs> so Jerome gets a winner. Oh, too funny, too funny. Well, we're gonna talk more about the book and more about Ryan, and uh, he also has a, a blog about writing um, and music. He also interviews a lot of, of local artists as well called Keep the Greasy Side Down, so we're going to talk about that a little later. But right now, I have to give my love to the 11 o'clock local today because it's a new artist to the station and to the segment Aunt B. And Megan and Shane are amazing. Uh, Shane is the guitarist. Megan is the lead singer of Aunt B. And a really cool thing about this power couple in the music scene is they are the owners of the School of Rock places around the valley. So they are teaching others about music and and getting them together, forming bands. And a few of the School of Rock people are in their band, Aunt B, and they're just amazing. Uh, so they are going to be at Apache Lake Music Festival this weekend singing along, and they have a beautiful bluesy sound that, that you're going to hear in just a minute. Uh, but... It is also time for the drawing. It is time to win that last winner of the pair of weekend passes for Apache Lake. I'm going to have Ryan pick a number. Ryan gets to choose. So blame him if you don't win. I'm just kidding. Absolutely. (laughs) I take blame well. All right, Ryan. So I need a number between 1 and 43. Um, (laughs) Cue Jeopardy music. Just whatever number you feel comes to you. That's going to be. We're going to go winner. with. We're going to go with thirty-three. Thirty-three. All right. Number thirty-three is Jim Murray. Do you know who Jim Murray is? I I, I do not know Jim, Jim Murray. Jim Murray is Jam's father. Wow! Isn't that funny? That is super awesome. That yeah. So Jam now, who is another local artist here in the valley, sweetest guy on the planet. Uh, his dad just won tickets, and this was not rigged in any way. It was totally random. I Shout out to cool list. dads everywhere. So, yeah. So, Jim, if you're not listening, you're going to find out very soon that you just won a pair of weekend passes to Apache Lake Music Festival. So, thank you all for entering and listening. And still get your tickets for Apache Lake because it's a great deal for two days. I can't say prices, but... It's a good deal for two days of music and camping and good times. It's it's really going to be a lot of fun. And it's my first time out there. I've never gone to Apache Lake. So Are you camping? Are you camping in Apache Lake? Yes. Oh, well I'm done. not a camper, well so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm third on the waiting list at the hotel. Nice. So I'm still hoping that something will open up. But That's awesome. we'll see. We'll see. So, all right. Congratulations, Jim. I'm going to let him know while you guys are listening to the premiere of Aunt B on KWSS. This is Monkey 93.9 FM KWSS. Work my fingers to the bone eight hours a day. I'm going home, not up the living dead For ten bucks, I press a button all day Really sucks, I got cuts on my hands My brain's gone dead, I can't wait to get home And go to bed When I wake, it'll start again Vicious circle, never ends Feels like I'm getting rough I really think a monkey can do my job Doesn't take too much thought And I know for sure a monkey can do my job Ten years, I can quit. Get a crappy gold watch that ain't worth it. I was told that I could climb the ladder if I just shut up and stop the chatter. Back is broke, my mind is numb. I press a button all day, I must be dumb. Will I ever get out of here? Do what I want and disappear. Feels like I'm getting rough. I really think a monkey can do my job. Doesn't take too much thought and I know for sure a monkey can do my job 
getting robbed. I really think a monkey could do my job. Doesn't take too much thought, and I know for sure a monkey could do mine. Feels like getting robbed. I really think a monkey could do my job. Doesn't take too much thought, and I know for sure a monkey could do my job. Job, 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 job. Job, 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 job.
KWSS 93.9 FM, The Alternative, and streaming at KWSS.org. And also with that lovely tune-in app, local music from another artist picked by Ryan Clark, Jane in the Jungle. Loves me some Jane in the Jungle. I'm their tribe. I'm a tribal member. Oh, so great. They are also playing at Apache Lake. Absolutely. Saturday, I might be trying to get there. There are so many great bands at Apache Lake. Yeah, Apache Lake is really a fantastic lineup. I have loved Jane in the Jungle. I mean, since the inception of Jane in the Jungle. And Jordan has amazing vocals. Do I have a quick time to give you a little funny story? Do it. Yes, do it. You are a storyteller. Excellent. (laughs) Jane in the Jungle was the first local band to give me a shot with my local my little keep the greasy side down Aww. endeavor. So when I when I decided, hey, this is what I'm going to try to do, um, they were the first band I reached out to to say, hey, would you would you do an interview with me? Even though you have no idea who I am, I was able to say, hey, I'm an upcoming author. I've got a book coming out. But at that point, you know, this is back in uh, March. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any idea who you know, I was. Right. And they were super cool. And, and Jordan and Brian both met me at. Um, we went and met for play at place for wings down in. Um, Oh man, I just forgot <laughs> the, the, the little area between Scottsdale and and Phoenix, Arcadia. Oh, okay. And um, it was super awesome, and it gave me a lot of confidence um, to pursue my next the next bands because it was a super super well, successful and they're interview. The perfect. So start. I, they they really do have a special place to me. They, they're um, so nice. They're very 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 cool people. Yeah. So huge shout out to Jane in the Jungle. Yeah, no, I think that's great. That's great. So, I mean, and and we will talk about. We're going to come back to keep the greasy side down. But I want to. I want to touch on your book one more time. Absolutely. Um, well, many times I would love to, but we we have limited time here. Limited time. Yeah. Spirits of Jerome, uh, ten stories, ten sto- short stories, um, just about. Jerome ghosts, creepy happenings. I, you know, I, I really love it. The idea is that if you go up to Jerome, there's three different companies that are going to give you a spiritual ghost tour. And I didn't want my book to give you the same information you could get by just taking a ghost tour. Well, and so, so right. my book is those ghosts that you learn about on those ghost tours are characters in the stories oh, that you read. That's beautiful. And so it's more of a fiction overlay to the history aspect of what you're going to get from the town. I love that you said that because I'm going to tell you what my favorite story in the book is and why. Cool. So the Jerome Grant is my favorite story in the book. And the reason being is that several years ago, I've only been to Jerome once. Okay. Um, it was for, it was for my, uh, my daughter's 16th birthday. Good. She requested to go to Jerome and stay in the hotel. Okay. So she's, she's also, she loves the horror genre. She loves the supernatural. Um, she's actually her, her favorite show is Walking Dead, but that's totally different. Style. They had me for a while. <laughs> totally different style of horror if you want to go there. But um, she wanted to stay there. So we did it. I booked it. Uh, she got a few of her friends together. We got two rooms. Me and another friend of mine went as chaperones and stayed in one room. Her and four other friends stayed in another room across the hall. <laughs> Super cool. And she she wanted to do that. And I was all over it. I was like, yes, we're going to go stay in the haunted hotel for your 16th birthday. That's not what normal 16-year-olds wants. I, lo- I love you. <laughs> That's awesome. So she had an experience there, and I'm not going to go into it, but she did have a supernatural experience while we were there. And we did the, you know, we did all the touristy stuff. We took the tour. We had our little um, meters and the, yeah. the, you know, and the lights. And I took a bunch of pictures, and and you see the little glow things in in all of my photos. And yeah, it's a very very cool place. A lot of people don't realize that Jerome gets 1.5 million visitors a year. Wow. And it's been featured on most of your famous cable mm-hmm. network. It's been on sightings. It's been on ghost hunters. It's yep. been on ghost adventures. Like it, they, they go to that town. It's so unique. Even the setup of the town is, is unique being a mining town and how there's just one road that winds up all the way through and down. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a very unique spot. Uh, so we, I mean, nothing. I just, you know, I, I didn't notice anything personally. The spirits left me sure. alone that night. A lot of people ask me, I have never actually been spooked out in Jerome. And I would say I'm the guy waiting for it every time I go like that. Me too. I I don't have any personal stories. I am really super glad to hear that that's your favorite story, Jerome. Yes. And it's my connection to the hotel. That's the reason that I I really felt that I was like, yes, I can, I can see, I, I, I don't know. It was like when I was reading this story in particular, I could put myself there. Sure. And that's I, I, one of the things Ken Lamberton says in his review is like, next time you go to Jerome, just take a copy of this book and it'll, you know, enhance your experience, which mm-hmm. is like, 
one of the coolest things anybody could say. I agree. But um, yeah, Jerome Grand was one that's hard to get a gauge for. It's not one that I read out loud on tour because if it's not the scariest story in the book, it's definitely the second scariest story mm-hmm. in the book. And um, and it gets real scary towards the end. Yes. And so you can't necessarily gauge what the crowd at an event is going to be. So it's usually not one that's in the possibility of reading out loud. But yeah, that one's spooky. Yeah. So and I think it's also the draw because it it was one of the more like in your face scary. Yeah. Yeah, which I I mean I I'm like I said earlier, I'm all over the board on that. So but that one really was No, that one does it. That yeah, that one does it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Of the book, do you have a favorite story? I have a, I have a couple favorites. I know they're for, all your for babies, different so. reasons. Um, and one of the things that you, as <laughs> as a quick aside, my wife will tell me at times, "Man, Ryan, you, so much of what you write is intensely personal, and it really is." But mm-hmm. not everybody in the world knows you in that kind of personal way, so they don't necessarily know the filter that you're putting over an experience. When you're writing it, whereas your wife does, Mm -hmm. you know, your wife knows, oh my God, I know exactly what you're writing. So I have a tendency to judge my favorites by what it kind of helped me process. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have a, I have a son and, um, we have not been very close. My, him, his, his mother and me got divorced when he was very young. I've been a lot separated in his life and some pretty significant events have taken place over the last couple of years. So for me in the book, there is a story called El Chupacabra's Kiss, which is another story that I do not read out loud, largely because I'm a worried, I'll get emotional. <laughs> um, but that story is very much about a father dealing with a transformational change um, that changes their relationship. And, and it takes a horror bent because it has not been a happy time. But as a but as a, as that kind of conduit, like horror being able to help us process things that aren't necessarily always peaches and roses. Mm. For me, that story is the one in the book that did that the most. Okay. All right. Wow. So there you go. There's some insight. To <laughs> no, and that's okay. the other little tiny thing is if you're a fan of Jerome and if you're a fan of wine, shout out to Jordan White. Um, <laughs> so if you're a fan of wine, you go up to Jerome and you go to Caduceus Cellar, which is Maynard's, um, the guy who sings for Perfect Circle to Opusser. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has his winery up there. And originally, if you got the first vintage, which the story actually talks about, Chupacabra was one specific wine bottle that you could get from that winery. Ooh. If you go up there now, Chupacabra is their brand, right? So like you have a whole list of Chupacabra reds. But originally, there was only one Chupacabra. And that's where that story, El Chupacabra's Kiss, is there. They're drinking a bottle of Maynard's wine. And that's <laughs> nice. the Jerome connection. Ah, that's so great. Oh, my gosh. Spirits of Jerome, you guys. Meet and greet this Friday at the Changing Hands in Tempe. Meet Ryan. Pick up a copy of the book. You're going to love it. It's the right time of year for it. Halloween is Tuesday. Um, you are really going to enjoy it. And, and it's I love the local connection to all of it. You know, you, Whether you've been to Jerome or not, or just drove by it, or just went through for one day, uh, you're just going to feel this local connection to it, especially if you like ghost stories, too. So it, yeah, fair it's enough. Just that always wonderful. helps. So, so I, we're going to talk more, because I want to get to keep the greasy side down. But we got to take a short break here. Um, but we're going to come back. Wrap up the time with Ryan, and we'll talk about the blog and local music a little bit. Oh, I wish I could just have you like on for days. Just be my new co-host. There okay? you go. We could do that. We and can we have can like a always... monthly special. That'd oh be my awesome. gosh, it would be wonderful. You already have to come back. That'd I've already awesome. decided you're coming back. But we're gonna take a short break, and uh, we'll be back with more with Ryan in just a couple of minutes. Ninety-three-nine FM KWSS. KWSS ninety-three-nine FM the alternative. Danny Cutler here, wrapping up my time with Mr. Ryan Clark. I'm Such sad. a wonderful time. I, I am too. I'm I am sad. Too. You're definitely going to have to come back. I can yeah, talk to you definitely for gonna have days. To We've been talking off air about so many things too. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I could literally just have you here all day long. That's it awesome. would just be so much fun. So you just have to come back. There you go. So yeah. So uh, what I want to get into, the book, by the way, is Spirits of Jerome. And you need to get it. And I'll mention this later on before we wrap up the time today. But I want to talk about, Ryan, your blog, too. Keep the Greasy Side Down. Um, it's not just a a writing blog. You you put a music element into it, too. So explain. Kind, kind of where it came from. It's kind of a funny story. We, we, we know we needed to have a website for the book coming out. Um, but uh, Spirits of Jerome was going to have an October release. So I was starting to think, okay, website needs to get up and needs to be active. 
And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with it. You know, when my first book came out, I had RyanBClark.com, and I don't even necessarily know if that helped, right, or if it did anything. So for this, I wanted to have a, a much stronger web presence. But once you come up with a website, you can't just say, "Oh, hey, go look at my website again, please." Like, <laughs> like there's nothing new, right? right? There's nothing to look at. So we were trying to figure out content. I'd never done a blog before, and I was like, "But it." My wife and I got talking and it made sense to try to make it an independent artist hub. None of us have, have agents. None of us have publishers, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, necessarily major promotional people in effect. So I wanted to kind of create this thing that would allow you to basically pay it forward. And I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Mm-hmm. And we end up creating this local community that is kind of helping each other promote their artistry. And, um, so that I thought, hey, that that could work. That could be a cool thing. And so again, we did the first article with Jane in the Jungle, which was awesome. I moved there to New Chums. They were my second. Um, in fact, when I was eventually able to interview wives, I was wonder I was wondering if I was getting too like trying to be too big of a fish in my little pond. I was like, no. they're not even going to pay attention to me. Um, <laughs> and so, and they did, and it was awesome. And they signed my record, and it was cool. Um, but then to try to tie it back together, because it's like I didn't want to lose focus on what we were trying to do. So the rest of the website functions almost like the special features on a Blu-ray. Okay. So you you pick up a new movie and you want to watch all the little tidbits and featurettes that they give you about the making of process, which I've always been a super big geek. You know, I geek Me out. Too. I geek out on. That I watch stuff. all of those director so, um, commentary. Right, and I yeah. used almost every single one of the Lord of the Rings ones in my classroom. Like I I used almost <laughs> every single thing of that thing. So I wanted to kind of create that experience. And with my next book, which again is Arizona specific, but it is focused largely on the different native cultures in Arizona. Um, all of our state, our state counties are named after, uh, native tribes. Yeah. So it is again a, a set of 10 stories, but there's one story dedicated to the specific mythology and speculative history of each native group. But there's an awful lot of research involved with that kind of a project, especially if you're a white guy. You know, it's, if you're, especially if you're trying to avoid any sort of a cultural appropriation kind of spin, mm-hmm. it's important to do your homework. So it made a lot of sense for Keep the Greasy Side Down to develop a travel article aspect. So if you, if you think of it as an addition, which is what I try to do in my head, then you get a new article every one to two weeks. And I try to think of it as a monthly edition. So there's usually an independent article, an independent artist review in that period of time. And there's usually a travel article in that period of time. And all of the travel articles are specific to the tribal stories that are going to come out in next year's book. So like, for instance, if you go to the blog, there's a, there's an article called Ashes and Ghosts. Ashes and Ghosts was specifically about my, my visit to the Hopi Pueblos. And um, my first visit to the Shiprock Navajo area. And then there's another one in there about the Yaki trip. There's another one in there about the Apache trip. And those, can, as soon as I'm done with this book tour, I swing back into touring Arizona for the rest of that project. That's awesome. And so that's kind of what Keep the Greasy Side Down does is it's a, it's, it's Arizona specific artists, Arizona specific cool byways and highways. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Arizona Highways meets the Rolling Stone Arizona style. Nice, that's, nice. That's kind and of what it does. What's the? How do we get there? What's the address? It's, it's keeps keep the greasy side down dot com. Um, Where did a, the name come from? The, the key. My grandfather, who I love and adore, and is gone, and I miss him every day. Um, hated motorcycles. Loved horses. <laughs> hated motorcycles. Um, I think he would like the one I have now because it's called a dark horse. I think he would have be, I think he'd, he'd find that cool. Um, but he used to always tell me now, Ryan, you keep the greasy side down. And so <laughs> that's where it came from. It's kind of a biker thing, but it's more of a spin into my grandfather. And I like Aww. to think that it works as a metaphor. You know, like if you look at a book like, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, the whole, the whole book is, is couched as a motorcycle trip, but it's much more about keeping your own greasy side down, keeping your shiny side up, trying to keep your life in perspective and doing that through indie music is cool. And so I'm trying, I hope it resonates at some point. Well, and it all is connected. I mean, there's so much that goes into our local artists and our local musicians rather, and what they put into their music and they take their experiences from where they live 
and their state. And, you know, I mean, Decker is a fine example of that. Absolutely. You know, Sedona based, his music is very deep and, and in his culture. Yes. In the Sedona culture. And, and I love it. So, I mean, that's just one example. And, it, you, know, you know, kind of turning back to what we were talking about earlier, having publishers say, well, you know, Ryan, it's such a niche market. When you think about the number of people in this world that come to Arizona as a destination, it boggles my mind that they would think of us as a niche market. Right. Because we have a huge chunk of your Chicago market. We have a huge chunk of your We're Canadian such a melting market. pot of right. the entire US. It is US. such a melting pot. Yeah. So if you come and spend time in Arizona, there's an awful lot of things there that are specific to our our state that people then take with them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think we're as niche as people like to say we are. I agree with you. I agree with you. So the book again is Spirits of Jerome, uh, shorts, 10 short stories, uh, just, just perfect for this wonderful Halloween holiday. Is it your favorite holiday, Halloween? Um, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah more, more so than not, more so yeah, than I not. I figure with the horror genre, yeah, you I, know. I love participating in Halloween, which once you become a, you know, and start adulting, it's, uh-huh. it's hard to do, it is. especially if you work mornings <laughs> and then you can't be the fun guy, you know, even because you want people to leave you alone so you can go to bed and, and eventually you realize you're just a big Grinch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, funny. I love the idea oh of Halloween. Gosh. That's great. Well, what a cool thing is right now is I also have a copy of the book, a signed copy of the book for a lucky winner. Yay. We, we kept this. I kept this one. I had one event early on where uh, Stephen Ashbrook came down and he played the Crescent Ballroom. This would have been the first weekend of October. Mm-hmm. And it was super cool because we got to do a, a co-signing. Like, So if you bought the book there, you got both of our signatures nice. in the book. And so at the end of it, I had him sign a few extras. And, um, used them as special things yeah. here and there, but I kept one for this giveaway. Yay. So it is, it is a book with my signature as well as Steven's. That's awesome. So I have this book for you right now. All you got to do is text me, just text me Jerome, just the word Jerome, 623-888-6091, 623-888-6091, text Jerome and you have a copy of Spirits of Jerome. It's already signed, but. Very cool. Even if you win this book, you should still go to Changing Hands on Friday and meet Ryan and bring, buy more copies. Bring like 500 of your friends. Bring 500 of your <laughs> friends, start your Christmas shopping, and just buy copies of the book to hand out to people. You know, <laughs> seriously, you know, not, you know, not to be too much of a plug, but I mean... That's why you're here, dude. It is. It's a $10 book of pretty quality stories <laughs> so about Arizona. Go. If there's yes. somebody in your life that likes Arizona stuff and they like ghosts, it's a great... It's so, a great Christmas. So gift. there you go. There you go. So that's this Friday at Changing Hands Bookstore. And uh yeah. We're gonna so, hand out candy. Oh, well see, it's it's candy. an event. Candy book. Are you gonna read? You're gonna read a story? I'm, I'm, we're gonna have a little bit of a QA session. I also have a little bit of a video introduction prepared where oh, I um fun. I like to throw my GoPro on when I cruise around and then nice. you get like a motorcycle view of going through Jerome, which is all twisty. Um, so not everybody's been there. Oh, so I do have a little bit of a movie intro to kind of show off the town. That's it. I'm um, skipping Apache Lakes. So yeah. This. And then, yeah, then there, we're going to do a, I am going to do a reading. Uh, we have a, we have a Twitter account set up for people to be able to send questions. Ooh, what's that? Um, it is riddle me this GWP. Okay, cool. So at riddle me this ghostwriter press, basically. Nice. And, um, if people, my, my illustrious queen of merch, which is my wife, she will be <laughs> monitoring that Twitter feed and that's how we're going to do the Q. Q&A. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm really trying to turn it into an event. It's the Friday before Halloween. It's yeah. going to be a good time. So Friday night, that is the 27th if you need the actual date. <laughs> Changing hands in Tempe, Guadalupe McClintock, 7 p.m. Yes. Ryan, I would love has, to see you. It has been an honor to have you on the show. Absolutely. It's been so Myself, much fun. And I cool. hope you will come back because I have a feeling we could just keep talking. We could. We could we could do like a you know, like a, a quarterly special edition. I would love it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love it. We could talk about the artists you've been interviewing. Yeah. We could, oh, we could have a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, we could this. have a lot so of fun. I hope you will come back and be on the show. Absolutely. You're Thank you for the invitation. Anytime. And where what's where's the rest of your book tour going? Is this wrapping up? Your oh tour? no, the, we, so I have changing hands this weekend. Um then I have a double day down at the two back fall festival, which is down south of Tucson. It's a really nice, somewhat like the Sedona of the South, maybe would be a way to talk about it. It's down towards Green Valley. I'll be doing a two day signing down there as part of their fall festival. And then the last event is back up in Cottonwood at the Three Kings Caspar at, um, in Old Town on on Veterans Day. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. And then you'll be done and you can sleep for a week. Yeah. And then I can sleep for a week. (laughs) 
I might go down to Bisbee again in, in December because uh, Bisbee was way cool town. Yeah, we had, we had like a lot Bisbee of fun. Lot. We had a lot of fun in Bisbee. So much fun. All right. Well, thank you again, Ryan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, let's wrap up this hour here on KWSS 93.9 FM. Got some Jappies to scent right now. And then the diner's coming up. Retro from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. So stick around for Danny's Diner. Here we go. It's time to bounce. Jappies to scent.